right, so we are here with Hannah Cree of Common Good Linens and Carrie Gordon of Startup Calgary. So Carrie and Hannah, could you just start us off 30 seconds, 45 seconds, tell us a little bit about yourself uh, and a little bit about your organization. Is Car Carrie, do you wanna start us off? Sure, uh, I'm Carrie Gordon. I'm the Director of Ecosystem Development and Export for Calgary Economic and Development. Within that, uh, I'm particularly focused on the startup community in Calgary and helping them grow. Awesome. And uh, my name is Hannah Cree, and I'm co-founder of Common Good Linens, which is a linen laundry service. We provide chef jackets, napkins, everything that the restaurants would need in the linens area. But we use that model to actually employ people coming out of homelessness and that are facing extreme poverty barriers. And we employ them at a living wage, provide on-the-job training, mentorship. And uh, we're going into our, well, I think we're two and a half years old now. Awesome. Awesome. So we're definitely going to dive deeper into the, the Calgary ecosystem as a whole, but I would love to kind of start this off and obviously a little bit for myself, but also for the audience and know, Hannah, what exactly is social entrepreneurship? What exactly are we, are, do we mean here when we say, you know, social enterprise? Yeah, I think there's a lot of definitions and a lot of people feel like it's different things. I mean, if we break it down, there's social and there's enterprise. So that means there's social good involved in an enterprising business model. Um, whatever that looks like, in my opinion, it can be for-profit, non-profit. I don't really care about the structure of the business, more along the lines of what are they doing um, to solve social issues at its core and, uh, and what business model do you use to do that? Right. Okay. And so tell us, I mean, so common good, as you said, you're two and a half years into this journey. What was the, uh, the idea or like what, what really kicked this off uh, and, and made this a reality? So originally it would be like over 13 years ago, my husband uh, spent a day being homeless up in Edmonton. It was for a leadership course that he was on and that really forever shifted the way that we um, looked at poverty and homelessness. We also come from a poverty background, but even in that, uh, both my husband and I recognize we're even on the higher end of the poverty. Um, but that's always been really close to us. And then we're both very entrepreneurial, have had separate businesses. Uh, we've blown up our own businesses in bad ways and uh, done good things too. And, you know, we've gone through that whole world of entrepreneurship and we really were at a point, uh, the Calgary flood happened at 2013 and we went through it. We were over overwhelmed by the city support, but it really hit me that we have people that are homeless in our city every day, right? And uh, we don't have that same emergency type response to it. And so we really just merged our entrepreneurial type uh, spirit with what we are really passionate about. Um, and we knew of this similar model, but it was on the nonprofit charity side um, and it wasn't making any money in Toronto. And so we really dove into that model to see what worked and what didn't work and how we could uh, make it on a for-profit side. Right. And I, I mean, I definitely think that's, it, it's super powerful. So this, this, uh, this podcast that I've run for the past two and a half years, one thing that it's kind of opened me up to is, you know, how, uh, on, how powerful entrepreneurship and, and for-profit business can be in uh, frontier and emerging markets to really help lift people out of poverty because the, the, while nonprofits have their place, the biggest problem is they don't, there's no profit. And so it's not a sustainable business model over the long run, over the long run, if there's not more donors and money being pumped into it. And so that's why yeah. I think this whole narrative that it's, it's happening here in the U S as well of um, going from charity to impact investing and looking for projects that are for profit, but also have that social cause. I mean, I think it's a very powerful way 
um, to, to, to alleviate poverty and to, and to really lift people up. But what, what would you say, Hannah, are the biggest differences of kind of um, a, a social enterprise as opposed to just like the typical, you know, uh, high growth VC model tech startup? Yeah, I, there's a spectrum, right? Because we can have corporate and social responsibility models um, in our big tech startups and we can treat our employees right. well and pay them well. Uh, you know, we can do a lot of things within those models and those are good. We need to do those. And I think a lot of people, we've been seeing the big corporations move into a CSR model. And then I really believe that this is another step in a deeper model right? It doesn't mean that you have to hire everybody that has barriers in your model. We can't all do that. That actually doesn't work. Then we're not, then we're, we're not hiring other people, right? But like, can you hire one person with barriers? What does that look like within your company? Can you take a deeper look on your environmental impact or where you're sourcing your goods? Like those are the questions that any business can ask themselves, whether social enterprise or not of, okay, what am I actually doing with my business? Who am I employing? Where am I sourcing? How, I'm, how am I making money? And how's it being reinvested into the community or back into our employees or into our profit? Um, I think that anyone can look at it and every one can have various models and, and tech, tech companies have them too. Uh, it just comes down to uh, it really making sense to the core of your model, in my opinion. It can't just be one-offs anymore. It really has to do with more of your core values, what you believe in, and what your customers also can understand uh, that it makes sense with. Right. And I mean, it seems like a, a big part of it really is, is a lot of is, is culture. In, in, in instill, instilling that, that culture of, of service and giving within the company, which is, I mean, it's something that's super, super hard to do as an <laughs> early stage entrepreneur, when, especially a first time entrepreneur where, oh. you know, culture, it's, 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 it's not, you, you can't just write on a piece of paper, put it up on the wall. It, it's something that you have to lead by your actions, right? Yeah. And I think we can do that at the beginning. I think a lot of people want to go and solve the social issue off the off the get-go like that's what i'm going to do with my model and i'm like whoa you need profit right you need revenue so start actually there first get a really solid core foundation and business model and then start looking at how you can bring social good into your model to start doing more off the get-go your biggest asset is yourself so if you're really good at building websites or building whatever that is, then give of your time to a nonprofit or to a social cause that you love. Uh, but we all can do it at different stages, but really social enterprises need to be more stable and they need to have more focus on their business model first. Um, I, all social entrepreneurs usually go for the social good because we want to solve the world's problems. Uh, the problem is, is then we soon realize that, oh my gosh, we need revenue. And so we really have to focus in on the business models, in my opinion, in social enterprise. Right. Yeah, I like that. Can't help others until you can help yourself first. <laughs> yeah, but, um, I, that's exactly it. Actually, I might use that. <laughs> <laughs> so th this whole trend of, of social entrepreneurship, I think really fits into a broader picture in what's happening in, in Canada and Calgary with, with the broader ecosystem. And so Carrie, can you tell us um, for really the uninitiated to, to Calgary and, and Alberta, can you kind of give us a, an idea of the, of the current state of, of the startup ecosystem there? Current state of the ecosystem is uh, growth. We have a great startup problem in that we have lots of customers and as service providers, it's really how do we help connect um, and give those people the information that they need. So as an example, with the work that Hannah does in that social entrepreneurship piece, um, 
a lot of our programming around value proposition, uh, who is your customer, what is your pro what are you selling? Because as Hannah has said, without revenue, you can want to solve all the world's problems, but you have to enable yourself to do that. So a lot of the programming that we see, whether you want to be a social focus on that social entrepreneurship side within your business model, or you're that basic tech uh, startup and haven't quite figured out even maybe explored social good yet, the community is growing like crazy. So even for Startup Calgary in the past year, we've had 3,000 people through our door looking for basic services or basic knowledge pieces of what does this mean to become an entrepreneur? What does it mean to start a startup? Where, where do I start? And that's where we're able to really help bolster and, and kick people off or launch them off into, uh, into the greater community. Right. And so like specifically Calgary. So I, the research I did is that in terms of legacy industries, oil has historically been a, a big sector and a big economic driver. That's kind of, um, what would you say, dri dried up uh, over, over the past couple of years. Um, but what, what, what would, what would you say are the, the sectors or the, the legacy industries that are ripe for disruption within the Calgary ecosystem? Right. So for well, us, yeah, uh, energy. Energy, yeah. Is still energy. Huge. energy is still huge, right? I mean, it's it's still a it's still a mainstay for us. We are a commodities based B two B play for the most part in Calgary. Logistics and transportation, uh, creative industries. Those are areas that have. Um, agriculture or ag tech, certainly. So those are big players for us in the Alberta and Calgary um, economy. We also are starting to focus on life sciences. Uh, some of our emerging sectors also include um, FinTech, some of the, because we have a number of main uh, bank or head offices exist here in Calgary. We have a lot of head offices because of oil and gas. And so those start to change a little bit of the dynamic and some of the technologies that we're seeing emerge, but they're all based in big construction because of oil and gas, logistics and transportation because of oil and gas. Energy still plays a really important role in our community. And it's prime for, you know, disruption in terms of what are the new energy that comes along. I think any old industry right now is the ones that we can look at tech and see how that we can bring it in and, 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 and make it different and, and look at the social piece. I mean, environment is a part of the social piece. So how can we do that differently? Um, I think we have some huge opportunities. I mean, that's what happens in downturns, right? We've gone through downturn and what happens is a whole bunch of entrepreneurs spring up with new ideas that have worked in these oil industries that are saying, hey, I know a different way or I know of this tech. So I think we have an incredible amount of opportunity. It's, op it's just organizations like Startup Calgary and so on um, that are really helping us like figure out how do we push this forward. Yeah. Right. And, and I love what you just said there, because, you know, when there's an economic downturn, when, when others are, are struggling is where you're going to find your greatest opportunity. Um, yeah. so, uh, you know, a lot of conversations I'm having with, with investors, with entrepreneurs, are like people are getting nervous for 2019, 2020, kind of the, the socioeconomic political uh, climate that win right now, but you know, if if there is a downturn, you're going to find a lot of that if you're willing to kind of go into it. Um, but specifically within the Calgary ecosystem, when it comes to raising capital, 
I, I, like I would love to hear from you, Hannah, a little bit about you know what what does it mean to raise capital that is more focused on the social side of things? Because I know like a lot of VCs that might not be the right approach for for a startup like that. But like impact investing is becoming a hotter and a hotter topic, um, and so I'd love to hear from you, kind of what 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 the capital base in Calgary looks like for for you. It, you know, if you went out and, and try to raise capital for Come Good. So we have been raising capital for common good and there's nothing easy about it. Um, you know, so for us, uh, you know, Vancouver and Toronto have been a lot more further ahead and we even have been looking at lately cause so we've just signed a deal to expand across Canada actually with our competitor, um, which is a great piece for us, but we're now considering, do we go to Toronto next and not actually Edmonton because if we go into Toronto, there's actually more money for social impact investing, but they want you to be located out of there. And so like, do we look at different timelines and so on like that? It's not easy. If anything, what I found is I've had to do a lot of education with the investors of what impact means, what they can expect out of a return. Where does that look like? So I think we have a huge education piece. Um, we have gotten local money though, I would say at the get-go, you know, but that was like the friends and family. We also got some other pieces in the last while, but some of our bigger investors though, if I look at uh, was came out of Toronto, another person, you know, but you know, what's interesting is they all are not doing their own. They're not doing their fund money. They're doing their personal money. They're all invested on, in us in a personal piece. So they're like, yeah, I love it. But yeah, so I don't think we're exactly there yet. So I'm, I'm grateful almost because that their personal money probably means a lot more to them in some ways. Uh, but on the flip side, I want your other money. So how do we actually move them to that VC money as I'm about to expand across Canada? I also feel like it's way easier to raise like million a million than it is 250. And I, I never knew that. Like everyone said that to me and now we're going through this. Um, because it's a bigger picture, right? So we're like, we're across Canada, there'll be seven locations, like people are really excited, way easier than, hey, it's 250 and we like need a warehouse. Right. Right. Yeah, that, that, that's actually that, yeah, super interesting. And so Carrie, within the within the Calgary community, what what is the the angel base urban base look like? Like if I'm, you know, a, a seed stage entrepreneur going out to raise capital, um, it, it, like, is there is there a healthy VC ecosystem locally, or is it still a matter of you know I, I just need to get connected with the the right local local angel investors in order to raise that capital? Uh, it's still early stages, and the angel community is growing here, and so is the VC community. To be honest, but we are still very early stage. You really need to be able to connect into the startup community. Startup Calgary, we have solid relationships with both the angel community and VC. And, and so we find that there's a lot of back and forth conversation of VCs coming in and saying, hey, we're looking for in this sector or in this particular vertical. Is there anybody we should have on our radar? Um, you really have to get out and hustle. And what we try to do is create those different types of events or opportunities where we can bring the startup community found together in the room with local investors, even to start that conversation of getting to know you and starting to develop a relationship that, as we were talking about earlier, you, you just don't wheel up to somebody, have a coffee and walk out with half a million dollars in your pocket. That's just unrealistic, no matter what ecosystem you're in, it is about relationship. And so we look at Startup Calgary, how do we leverage 
the people that we know and the events and opportunities that we can get involved with to help our local founders. And actually, Hannah, um, they're an example. Common Good came to an event with us. We went to Startup Fest Montreal, which was a out of um, province activation. And Hannah was able to meet um, a couple of investors that they then um, continued the conversation after Montreal and they became an investor in Common Good. And Hannah, I think you would say that that was that was because you became part of that um, our contingent when we went to to Montreal that yeah. you know what are the chances of you meeting those people on your own would have been more difficult not to say that it, you couldn't have done it but that help of community is so important I, I I that's exactly what I would say I mean for me though I was working in the startup community before I did my startup. So mm -hmm. I was volunteering at Startup Calgary, uh, you know, sitting on boards, doing whatever I needed to do, working with angels and just really, you gotta give before you get, right? And so when my husband and I moved here eight years ago, we were like, we got to get into community first. And then five years later is when we started the business, but on purpose, because we knew that businesses are built around community. And so I think you have to get in there. And so when we needed that visa, when we needed angel money really early, we were able to get it, but that's because I had already been in the community for four years and these guys knew me. They knew me, they knew what we were doing, they were along for that ride. So the earlier that you can make that when you sometimes don't even have an idea because then they'll t chat with you, right? You're not trying to teach them anything. You, just, you actually want to become their friends and not talk about business in yeah. some ways. That's my biggest tip is like, mostly I see, like if you hang out with Pat Lore long enough and like sit next to him and people just pitch at him, like the first thing out of his mouth. And uh, you want to be friends with them first. You don't want to always be pitching. It's not, it's not the right way to go about it. Right. Yeah. And uh, Karen and I were actually having a conversation before this about, um, about Dragon's Den. You guys have Dragon's Den in Canada. We have Shark Tank in the U.S. And th those, those type of shows, while they have done a lot of good in terms of getting people excited about entrepreneurship, making entrepreneurship cool, um, they have also kind of, you know, it like it's it's that's not real life like you don't just go to an investor give them the pitch and like do, did i win do i get an investment like it's it's a it's a relationship building process and you know i think that's something that an entrepreneur just you, you have to learn just by doing and uh maybe making those mistakes initially but then realizing okay like i need to be giving value to these people how, however i can at first and then i can make an ask down the road yeah uh now carrie can you tell us a little bit more about this um, opportunity Calgary investment fund I, I, I from the, you know from what I see it, it's not necessarily focused on startups but I think it's it, it's a powerful way to get some of the 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 SMEs the businesses that are already, already established in your area to kind mm -hmm. of you know dive into this this innovation space and, and use tech to, um, to to transform their business yeah absolutely so the opportunity investment fund uh, is a city of calgary initiative and they put a hundred million dollars to the fund uh, calgary economic development we are the stewards of of that fund work with a separate board of directors and all of that and that fund is really to help companies in calgary scale and we're really trying to scale diverse technologies that um, we're not just reliant on our energy sector that we can see a bolster in, uh, as I said, logistics and transportation. So we have a company here that just received some funding through the fund 
um, called uh, Atabotics. And they, um, what they're going to be able to do with that money in a very short period of time is scale like startups should scale. And that really is the focus of the fund is how do we allow those companies to, to have that scale, to have the growth quickly, to have impact for our local economy. So again, Atabotics are gonna look at <clears throat> hiring 100 plus people in the next 12 months. That has significant impact for um, our local population and you know our tax base. And that's where the city is coming from it's not, as Andrew, you and I were talking about earlier, it's not startup money. It's not money to help people create a startup. It's that has to come from sweat equity. That has to come from putting in your own cash. It has to get out from, or you have to be out there hitting the pavement and finding revenue to get yourself to the point where your, your company needs to scale. And all of that can be done in Calgary. There, in my opinion, there's no barrier on that side. Scaling the businesses, making it more of a global impact, that's one of our challenges. And that's where that money is meant to um, really ignite and, and bolster those, uh, those companies. Yeah. And it, it's a pro it's a, approach that I definitely agree with. I don't think that public money and economic development organizations should be acting like VCs, mm -hmm. you know, maybe yeah. fund of funds would, would be fine. And, and I think that actually Canada is doing a lot of really good stuff around using, uh, you know, economic development to uh, economic development money to create fund of funds that are doing a lot of good. Um, but I think the approach that you're doing with that is, is, is definitely the right approach. And I'm, I'm super interested to see when did you guys uh, kick that off? So we kicked off uh, in the summer, so six, seven months ago. Since then, we've done uh, three announcements, so companies who, who will be receiving uh, funds from that, and there's another few coming. And it's that balance between public money and due diligence. And there's, for Calgary, which is a very, I would say, conservative town, this is a very different model than what we've ever been involved with. Um, and, and really uh, allowing for due diligence, but growth and what is the, what is the fund meant for it. Um, and when you try and take those two balances in a very conservative city, um, we're not exactly speedy at the moment, uh, but I know that that is something that the, the group and, and the, the board that supports that is wanting to increase how, more, how quickly they're going through that due diligence stage and really being able to say, yes, this is a company that we want to invest in. So they've identified that as an area up for improvement and, and it's all net new for them, right? Like in some ways it's, uh, here's all this money, fantastic, but comes a tremendous amount of responsibility because it is public money. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. So this has been fantastic. We're going to finish this off. I want to hear um, each of your pitches, if there's any uh, investors, entrepreneurs listening in here and like, wow, you know, I, I, I don't mind braving the cold. Calgary sounds like a, a really cool. It's not cold. It's not cold? <laughs> There's something well, called Chinooks here. It's plus eight. <laughs> cold, I guess cold is relative, right? So yeah, yeah. Um, exactly. But I'll, I'll love to hear a, a pitch from from each of you. You know, thirty seconds, sixty seconds. Uh, give us your your elevator pitch on why we should come to Calgary to to invest in a business or to start a business. Um, oh, I want to hear from the CED first. <laughs> <laughs>
Wow, Andrew, that's a lot of pressure. Why do you come yes. to me? <laughs> I mean, I think when you look at, um, so we can take our hard data, which is we have the most uh, amount of, the most educated population. We have the most number of head offices in Calgary. Uh, on a per capita, we have one of the highest income earners here in Calgary. So those are all nice things to have. But I think ultimately, Alberta, we are a prairie province, and we have a tenacity and an entrepreneurial entrepreneurial spirit that created our province and because of that there is this willingness to take those crazy for lack of a better batshit ideas and people go oh, that's interesting what else is there let's explore it there's there's that real willingness to say I get it that's interesting and and let's see what you can make of it and it, it truly lies in that entrepreneurial mindset and that entrepreneurial desire and that comes with a tenacity in this province that is like no other, in my opinion. <clears throat> and and we're growing and we have a tremendous amount of, um, we have really cool people here. We really, really do. And people who just want to collide and connect and, and make cool stuff. And that's what we're seeing more and more and more. And it's an exciting place to be right now. Yeah, I agree. I can't really top right, that. Can I go ahead? Yeah, Am you, I really, you really want me to pitch for Calgary or for my business? <laughs> pitch for both. Maybe, what are you maybe talking a, little, about? a little bit of both. A little bit of both. Yeah, I mean, in some ways, uh, it's interesting because my husband's from Edmonton. I'm from Vancouver, um, and we're in Calgary. And and so we just talked about this over Christmas. Like, I don't think we would have been able to start our business anywhere else but Calgary. And there's some other factors there. We have a ridiculous amount of restaurants here. That's great for our business model, right? Um, <laughs> Uh, we have, you know, and, and great, and that's, and we're known for that, those types of pieces, but really, I think that the community, we've been in the, involved in the community for so long that we actually, where there was barely any community at all, and to see where it's come now actually shows me that we have this tremendous opportunity. If anything, if you look at Toronto and Silicon Valley and, and Vancouver, for that matter, and all the different places that are happening, there everyone's flocking there but you really don't know what are the good deals and what are not and so coming into somewhere like calgary where you really can get to know people and there's emerging and people do need funding and other things that are here and we do need more funding and other opportunities happening here uh but you know all that to say is like we scaled our business i think it really takes community and in downturns communities really do come together and calgary came together like no other um, in terms of when we were going through downturns and we had like the startup community were our first adopters. They were our first investors. They were, you know, like that is where all of that came from for us. And I don't think that would have happened anywhere else. I really don't, not in that same, just because of the timing that we went through and also the time that we put in. And now we're sitting like we scaled our business out of the basement of a homeless shelter. And, uh, and we partnered in community and, and for a year and a half, it wasn't just a moment in time. And, and we had so many different community partners, Jim Poplinski, who used to be on NHL uh, on the Calgary Flames, like did a 0% lease for us, like, because he loved what we were doing and wanted to help us grow the laundry place, like allowed one of our employees to work out of there because we didn't have the right machine. Like so many cool things happen. I think that can happen in community. 
um, you know, I want everyone to move to Calgary, but in your own community, look at how you can do those little things for entrepreneurs off the get-go, giving of your own services. And, uh, and then now we're sitting only two and a half years in about to scale across Canada, making a deal with our competitor to do it. Um, that's never been kind of done before. I think that's where that entrepreneurial thinking came to play. Our competitor came to us and said, we see what you're doing. We see the story. We see the impact. We actually do the environmental side really, really well. You do the people side, but we think you're going to eat our lunch if we allow you to go across Canada. So how do we do this together? Well, like that's actually not even a normal competitor conversation, <laughs> right? I, I guess so, I think it's very Canadian, I guess, right? <laughs> I think, Andrew, part of it too is, so as I was saying, we're from the prairies. Alberta is smack dab in the middle of the prairies. And, you know, we come from this, what we call um, barn raising culture. So in mm. when, Cal, when Alberta was first established, neighbors would get together and help raise each other's barns because it's such a monumental task. You can't do it on your own. And so there is this mindset here in our province and in Calgary where we will help you. It's, as Hannah mentioned about the floods that came through in Calgary uh, a number of years ago, we had people, communities wiped out because of flooding and it took a, hey, we need all hands on deck on a radio station or, you know, friend of a friend called and said, hey, somebody needs help down here. And Calgarians came on mass and it doesn't matter what it is when you put your hand out and say, I need help. You're not asking for a hand up or out or you're, you're simply asking for help and this is asking for community asking for community and community is here and that community is like no other in my opinion well and that's what happened for us when we went through that flood in 2013 we'd only been here for a couple of years i had 14 strangers in my house pulling <laughs> out the grossest stuff the heaviest stuff by the way big roll of toilet paper, 24 rolls, only one had been taken out and it was open. That was the worst thing to get out of the house. It just wouldn't, they're super absorbent. <laughs> like you could not get that thing. It took four huge guys to try and lift that thing out of the basement. It was pretty funny. Um, and uh, kitty litter boxes float. Those are my two big thing, learning Those lessons. takeaways from the flood. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just no I, I mean, really, I had complete strangers in our house. We yeah. had, uh, you know, like all of these things happen. And that's what moved us to create our business. Because yeah. we And we started volunteering. Actually, that's what hit it for us is that after we rebuilt within a year, we had a complete stranger, two-week-old baby say, here, live in our basement. We had nowhere else to go. And, and so that's actually for us. Then we started volunteering at the homeless shelter. And then we were like, how do we do more? How do we get more involved in this community? Because I've never felt an outpouring of support like that. So that, that, that was the difference for us. Yeah. And I think what's interesting about that, Hannah and Andrew, I'd actually really recommend people to Google Calgary flood and just see how the community responded to such devastation and that response, that commitment, that energy, that um, I'm going to make the community bigger, better, and I'm going to pitch in in whatever way I can, that is how people respond to the startup community, flat out. Yeah, yeah I agree. I totally yeah. agree. Well, that was, that was a fantastic pitch for Calgary and, and, <laughs> a, and a fantastic Except pitch. that we talked about all the natural disasters that come here. Clean, come roof here. <laughs> well, no, I think it, was it, was, it was also a fantastic pitch for- It wasn't a snowstorm. Yeah. Good point. It was a flood in warm weather, Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> Just water. I survived it. I'm good. We're, we're good. Yeah.
But Hannah Cree of Common Good Linens and Carrie Gordon of Star of Calgary, thank you both so much for joining us. Thank, thank you. Thank you.